If there's one thing everyone should have learned, you need to stop talking. Or you need to not talk at all, really. We got to a point this season where I genuinely believe people yapping may have ended some of their careers. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Basketball Forever podcast. This is where we talk about the things that we don't post. I'm Nick Young for Head of Editorial here. Joining me as always, the founder, Alex Sumsky. How's things? Man, I'm a bit, I'm lost. Now that, yeah. now that NBA's done, I just, I just don't know what I'm waking up for every day. Oh, well, you know, free agency soon enough and I know. there'll be plenty. Of, that's when we're busier than ever, but I know what you it's mean. It's the same. The post-finals um, blues and just feeling a little bit lost when this is what we do full-time. Yeah, empty void. Like, speculation's nice. And I love anticipating a season. I immediately have withdrawals, usually within the first six days of the final game finishing. Yeah, it's like a drug, the NBA. Yeah. That's why I, I, That's why it's so easy to get hooked on like the little wins, like mm. Summer League. I'll watch that shit, easy. It's I'll nothing else there. to do. <laughs> World Cup? Yeah. yeah, I'll watch you know, some woated country I've never seen before play. Of course. Yeah. Yes, I'll watch the Philippines. Like, I'm desperate. Yeah. Like, for just my basketball fix. So, Mm. yeah, I'm at a loss, but it's been a fun season to look back on. That's that's for sure, I think, with everything that's gone on. I mean, we I think we we were even saying, I don't know if we said this on a previous episode or whether I was just talking to you about this. Yes. But- we need a, a coffee table book for all of this season's ice cold takes. Yeah, we have to kind of tease this on multiple episodes, I think. It's just, I think if there's one thing everyone should have learned this season, it's that you need to stop talking or you need to not talk at all, really. Yeah. Uh, we got to a point this season where I genuinely believe people yapping may have ended some of their careers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we go to Ham, I thought it's only fair to start with a cold take of our own. Oh, Episode one, at least of the latest iteration of the BF podcast, to start the season, we were talking about overrated teams. Oh, shit. Do you remember the love fest that was... So there were two teams that we took issue with. And we're right about one, and we couldn't have been more wrong about the other. So everyone's getting around the Pelicans saying, man, like Zion back, Ingram, they've Mm. got this team, they're going to be dangerous, watch out for the Pelicans. And we both rightly said, actually, cool your jets, like chill out, because they'll only go as far as as Zion takes them, as cliched as that is, it's true. Um, And he's never stayed healthy for more, not even half a NBA season's worth of games in his life. All the way back to high school. So we got that right. We we were also like, wanted everyone to chill out about Denver. And I think I remember Zach Lowe saying, if Michael Porter Jr. can stay healthy. Oh, yeah. And that's what really kind of set me off or, or set set one of us off. But I think it was me as well. Yeah, or, actually, you know what? I think you. it was our cold open is you saying, if Michael Porter Jr. can stay healthy, like what kind of thing is that to say? <laughs> But the Pelicans and Denver get a pass? What, they're just projected to do well on the basis, oh, well, if Michael Porter Jr. stays healthy, oh, if Zion stays... In what world? Uh, Michael Porter Jr. 
has been injured every single year he's ever played. Michael Porter Jr. held it together. They won the goddamn title. Cold take by us. But we had. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know what, though? We actually had another. I, I also said in there that Lakers could be a top five team that season. Yeah. And what's funny is, I, you know, as constructed, they were not. But I think but I you said, were, made that point. You were thinking... They will make moves. Yes. I thought they look that- like shit now or the current roster. There's no way it can work. But so much, like, you know, you can swap out half a team and that's mid season. That's pretty much what they did. My overarching point was that AD and LeBron are still good enough to make a playoffs run so long as you can flip a Russell Westbrook for other assets. And I was anticipating a mid season trade from the get go. And I knew that that could result in a second or conference finals appearance, second round or conference finals appearance. I guess you um, could argue Rob Palenka had been, you know, they'd held on to Russ. He was kind of due for a move. For sure. But you know what? Even our Denver take, can we give, like, do we get to give ourselves a bit of a pass? Because at, before the playoffs started, we also did that episode where we were, we used that for, your formula to in order to predict who the NBA champion was going to be. Do you remember? I remember, didn't it? You had Denver Nuggets left. That was the last one. Wasn't it? Didn't and it Phoenix spit out, Suns. Didn't it spit out Philly? We had, but remember, we then we then shaved it back from that. So we had Denver, Philly, and Suns. And then we, we then created extra parameters in order to remove Philly. And uh, it left us with Denver okay. or Suns. And I think we both then agreed. We both wanted to opt for Suns because we said we couldn't imagine Denver um, just getting it done. Uh, we just didn't think they had that dog in them. I th- I'm actually pretty sure that's what exactly yeah. I said. Yeah. Um, but even though that was wrong, to then to have Denver as one of the top two of our final picks. It's not that bad. My you, memory you could have worse outcomes. Yeah, my memory of that particular episode was it spitting out Philly and me saying, "What have I done? Like this? Wh- wh- we were what right. is this shit formula that I've just made?" And we <laughs> we were right. And then we culled Philly. We culled Boston. We culled a whole bunch off the, on the basis that we knew what they were going to be capable of in a, in a playoff scenario. Those teams ticked boxes according to the what previous title teams had ticked, but we knew it, sometimes mm. it's like, it's not always box ticking. It's, we just didn't trust Boston or Philly neither. We, we right. felt the same about a lot of these different things. Um, we disagreed on the Lakers because mm-hmm. I, I was looking at the current roster and you were banking on them making moves mm. that paid off. Yeah. But yeah, Denver, we did not have going all the way. No, we didn't. Uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. Do you owe Zach Lowe an apology? I think you looked down the barrel and said, Zach, what are you doing? Did I? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Zach, what are you doing? This is not the greatness I if know Zach's that watching, man for. Which he, he's definitely not. He's definitely not. <laughs> but I do remember thinking as well, like, man, Zach, you're whipping yourself into too much of a frenzy over these Denver Nuggets because Porter Jr., there was the Porter Jr. injury factor. Then there was, I like, Jamal Murray. Probably yeah. owe him an apology because I'm thinking, when do guys come back from an ACL and play out of their skin like he did. Yeah. They're often, a sh- not a shell of themselves, but they're often 60%, 70%. You know, it takes a little while. I'm trying to give myself a pass here and say... Yeah, you're desperately looking for a, looking, a way I'm, out of I'm, this. I'm, I'm I'm scrambling. But I also think that we knew Jokic was the greatest player f- 
far and away in the NBA. And we said that on multiple occasions. We thought he was one of the greatest to ever do it, basically. I love uh, how you really look for a way out of when, above, when, you, above when you get something wrong. I'm willing to own it. I feel like you're less willing. <laughs> I'm willing to own it because I said that I didn't think they had that. I, I was definitely wrong on the injury side of things, not expecting them to be able to uh, recover. For Jamal and especially Michael Porter Jr., he's had three back surgeries. Uh, that yeah. is a danger to even have one back surgery. You're in really dangerous territory. It ruined Dwight Howard's career. It's ruined other careers. It's actually incredible yeah. that at the end of 82 games, plus about 20 more playoff games, that Porter Jr. is still there, healthy, didn't shoot so well, but doesn't. I mean, it's just a miracle oh. that he was even out there. I need to throw another cold take into the mix. Ours or someone else's? Ours. Ugh. This is one that I don't even know if this episode saw the light of day, but it is recorded. This so, episode is meant to be us roasting other people and we're, you're about to give it to me. So Jordan can play the 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 audio for it. But um, you were a your pick for most improved player of the year. Was, oh, you've already brought this Herb up on Jones. <laughs> you've already brought this up on it. <laughs> so my guy's Herb Jones. Yeah. Uh, again, massive Homer pick, but I just love Herb Jones in particular. He he kind of gets me more excited than I mean. You can't look past his eye on, but I never know if he's going to be healthy. And I'm all about Herb. I do still like him to improve. Um, I just think he's so dangerous. He's so special defensively. Was I throwing him out there with other names, or was I saying he fun- was your one pick? Oh no, oh, you and know you what? gave rationale. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Bro was ass. Uh- <laughs> And you felt like he was so extra. You felt like he was even worse than he was because he wouldn't get you fantasy points. I he could actually shut down the opposition's best uh, offensive player, but he wasn't getting you fantasy points. And you're like, this guy fucking sucks. He was trash. Oh my gosh. You know what? I was riding the high because I remember even you you're riding you're, that, those two. You're riding the, and- the high off um the the two play the playing mm. win and the playoffs. And I remember even you who gives me shit about the Pelicans all year. All my life. Even then, you're still like, I hate, I still hate your roster. I don't think Brandon Ingram's going anywhere. I don't really like it. But that Herb Jones, he's, you've got something in him. You saying that mm. was huge. And I was, I was writing the biggest, I had the biggest Herb Jones hard on. Um, and that, that was your championship. I, I rode that hard on into the next season and said, yeah, look, if that guy, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Those, those two games was every Pelican fans chip, I think. Um, but, at least for the foreseeable but future, it's certainly it's certainly not looking good. With, I mean, Zion's been getting their own kind of workouts in this off season, so it's not looking great. Yeah, that's so. True. Yeah, that's going to have to suffice as our championship for now. We had um, we had a few other. There was setting us aside. There were like tons of cold takes. Yeah, that, can we move on from yeah. us? Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> I could keep going. I have more. But oh, I'll I could retaliate as well, but we're going to just move on. Maybe, maybe. Let's see. <laughs> I may circle back around. <laughs> Let's talk about some others because there's plenty to choose from. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> where where do we want to start? I guess should we start the most some of the most recent? Yeah. Stuff because Cat came oh out my God. a bit of a double banger, a, a double whammy of of ice mm. iciness. Um, saying the the thing about, by the way, we've already had him calling himself the greatest shooting big man of all time. <laughs> like apparently Dirk never existed, and mm. it was just unbelievable when he was saying that stuff. Um, 
but yeah, his latest work was I changed the game. That's what people are going to say after, you know, I've retired. Um, and that thing about our run last year was more special than Denver Nuggets run to winning a title that no one thought they would win. That was unhinged logic, that one. You know what? I could almost give him a pass on the change the game. You one. love these passes. I, I think I think that everyone gets a pass. I well, I think that Except me with Herb Jones. No, no, that's <laughs> do I get a pass? No. Oh well, it's a big surprise. No, that's that big one's surprise. That one's um, uh, just too egregious. But there is a case for Carl Anthony Towns. I think on the like when you when you think I mean I'm not sure if you remember him coming through college, but or even high school. But I remember watching highlights of him then and I thought that this guy was like the greatest prospect I'd ever seen in my life like I was like this how you how people feel about Wembenyama now is how I thought of Cat I do remember a huge amount of buzz I also remember him being 16 playing for Dominican Republic against the USA in like 2012 or when would that have been ages ago um it was a huge amount of buzz but there's lots of like players get hype all the time but his game was just, I, I couldn't fathom what I was watching. And and I, it was the first time that I'd seen someone seven feet tall sort of like dribble and shoot the ball the way that he was, but then also getting in the post. Like it was just... Was he really the first guy to I'd never do seen that it. though? He's, he's, he's highlights from high school. He had like a crazy bag. We'll put some highlights up on the screen for people watching on the stream, but oh my gosh, it was mm. insane. And then when you look at what he's done in the NBA, sure he hasn't achieved anything yet, but we're talking about a guy who, if you were to scrub out his name and accomplishments and look at the stats, I mean, they're, they're top tier. But they're not. He hasn't changed the game with his stats. Well, he's the uh, leader for all-time three-pointers made. For a center. I mean, that's not changing the game a little bit. He's still, how old is he? No, I know. But again, with the Dirk thing, like the shooting big man, he's not the first to do it. He's not the first to do it. He's just the best to do it. Like by the numbers, not accomplishments. Yeah. You take, you take that away. Like Dirk didn't have the ability to sort of get in the post like that and, you know, crash the boards and block shots and play defense but i think the first to do it matters more than the best to do it when we're talking about changing the game so, like, Jer- so, Jer- a better so jerry version- west is then better than michael jordan oh well within reason yeah like say there was a a, a new steph that comes along that's 10 percent better than steph do we mm. say like i still i'd still say steph has changed the game because he he broke the damn thing someone else came along and did it like okay cats come along and made more threes than dirk or whatever it may be you still say Dirk was the trailblazer, but but Dirk wasn't really like a. I know that he didn't. He's then, not a center. He's just like a. I know that they have slightly different games. Cat, you're saying like that mixing it with the, the shooting and the post work. The, the back to the basket center who can then stretch the floor and drain threes better than any center ever has. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, I think that's like. I mean, I'm not suggesting he necessarily has changed the game. You're just saying it's not as. But I'm saying he's still young. He can do a lot now, between Mm. now and the end of his career. And that that body of work, you know, could potentially be game-changing. I'm not sure. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. 
but you know, it hasn't I, resulted in any wins. No. Taking away, you know, at least as much as you're giving on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, it's just in a, it's just really comes across as so delusional to think that you're in a position to be talking yourself up when you've underachieved your entire professional career. I mean, I, I do know what you're saying. I just wonder if, because what's he, he's 27 now. So he's just coming into his prime. Great numbers never turns, translates to wins. Three, four, five, six, seven. So he's had seven straight seasons, seven straight seasons averaging over 20 points per game. I'm just trying to think of players. For what? It's been for nothing. Yeah. It's been for nothing so far, I guess. But I mean, I don't really see that changing. Four, five, six, seven. So eight seasons in. Wasn't that sort of when LeBron won his first championship? Yes. But LeBron's not. Like, Cat is. Will be so bad on. It's not. It's like defense, but also just bitching and moaning and complaining. And he's the guy that you would hate playing with it. It's bad for chemistry. It's just he's the common denominator in the all these Timberwolves teams that go nowhere. The one time when they look a tiny bit dangerous is that when they briefly had Jimmy Butler. Mm. I just think you're not really in a position to can we like make the second round, third round, yeah, conference finals, something. Can you give me that before we start talking about I'm all time? But is he saying I'm all time or is he saying when I retire, I will have? Sort of projecting into the future. Oh, that feels like a te- uh, <laughs> that feels like such a technicality to me. I don't know. I kind of feel mm. like he, given his like current like body of work and the way that I, I genuinely think he was like a contributing factor for changing the way that centers play the game in in, in this era. Like he sort of came in and then he he's he's contributed to normalizing the way that like centers stretch the floor Mm. um and i think uh no one's really been able to do that the way that he has that i can think of yet um i really can't think of like another player like another center um and then there are centers that have adapted their game but he did it like in his rookie season he just came straight out of the gates and said this is how centers need to be now and then everyone was playing catch up, like Brooke Lopez and the rest of them who had to like and then the volume, the sheer volume from from Cat who has now he, like if you look at his like seasons, it's twenty five, twelve he, he averages one to two blocks a game every season, ten ten plus rebounds for like you know, six or seven straight seasons, um, twenty points per game his whole career, over twenty twenty points, he averages twenty three for his career. I think twenty three 11, you know, three assists and a, and a one and a half blocks a game. I, I Yeah, I think like... That's not paying any attention. You're still not paying any attention to one whole half of the game. What's that? Defense. You don't think... Like, you can get a couple of blocks. You can get two blocks in 48 minutes. It still doesn't mean... You just watch him on, watch him on the defensive end. Watch the games where he doesn't even try, where he's giving up. It's I, What I'm saying is that there's a reason... Why those teams never go anywhere. Yeah, but I think, would you say that it's fair that he's changed? Would you say that it's fair that you don't have to be the perfect player to 
change the game. Oh yeah, no, no, I agree. Area. I agree that both of those things can be true. Changing the game, you've actually mounted a pretty good argument or defense of that. I just meant. I guess I was referring more to my point of it's achieved nothing. Of you're just in it. It's just weird that you're talking so much when you've underachieved I think, in terms of actual wins and losses. I think it's pre- it is, I agree, it's premature to start like yapping about it. And then I hate when people rattle off, I just hate when people rattle off stats for guys who just ignore defense for the most part, or at least long lapses of it. They might be swift. Yeah. They might see an opportunity to get a block and it looks great. Yeah. But when we say, oh, he's got this many points and rebounds and I'm like, yeah, but no defense and no wins. So I don't really care. Did he have like a six block game in the in the playoffs? It's possible. He's played what like thousand games? No, no, no. This this year. Or did I did I imagine that? I don't know. I think I just think that he's like he's obviously been play he's played very small in postseason scenarios, but I think for what he's capable of over the next sort of assuming he plays another another eight years. Mm. Um him him just coming into his prime now, you know, we haven't seen the the be- the best of him yet. I don't know. I think that there is there is scope for him to still end up being correct. I think saying that he hasn't could end up being one of the cold takes on our list for an episode of eight <laughs> yeah, years time. Yeah. But what he said about the nuggets was cooked. That's cooked. That all, was the, all time bad. The things that he's saying tells me that a mental adjustment is required if he's actually going to achieve yeah. what he could achieve. Definitely. Because that was crazy. That was just what... Listening to him try and explain that and justify it, we are talking about it before the show. Mm. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. How do you, how do you even get there? But maybe that's enough, cat, um, for now. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the, the king of the cold take just yeah. about this year, mm. um, Dylan Brooks. Oh my gosh! The poke, the bear, the uh, like a you know wants to. I'd like to play LeBron and the Lakers in the seven game series, and th- and then he talked so much, that, and it went so badly. Then couldn't front the media, and then when the se- when the series finished, the 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 team was like, "We need to get this guy off the books. He's just not worth the hassle." No, he cost them a playoff run. I'm I'm confident of that, and he knows that too. Mm. And then all of the memes of him going to China, yeah, just is. that deserved that that's front and center in the in the coffee table book. That and Ja Morant's "I'm fine in the West," yeah, all time bad takes. And the funny thing is, as well, history. is the Western Conference. Not only was he not fine in the West, but the Western Conference is the absolute least of his worries now. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, mate, you've got bigger concerns, but you were wrong even about that. The other thing with Dylan Brooks was when he said, "I've got the um, exact quote here saying the the media making me a villain, the fans making me a villain," and then he's saying uh, a bit later in the quote creates a whole different persona of me, and I'm like, this is a man who went out of his way. You mm. know, you said. No one's ever worked harder to not achieve a dream than Ben Simmons. Like no one's ever worked harder to not achieve a good image, to achieve, a- actively working on being the villain, and then turn around and say, as, M- as, as NBA players love to say, that this is some media narrative. Like that was where things got 
so crazy. Like you actually can't really tell where if you're just trolling us, and if you were where where that line was, where the trolling began. It's like is there actually some self? Yeah. Tell me, please tell me there's some self awareness at this point. But it's it's apparently there were, there were times when I thought there had to be, but it never seemed like there was. He's that delusional. Players end up in this situation where they operate so like that they, they can be as you know um like ridiculous and um short-sighted and obtuse as possible and then they're so quick to then blame shift any poor behavior to the media's representation of them forgetting that the representation comes directly from like the behavior and and it's it's always it's always these situations where they've done something that like in any other sort of area of life, like if, even if you weren't an NBA player and you just conducted yourself at a workplace the way that you do, just in a normal workplace, sure, it doesn't get the media coverage, but every single person that knows you and would be around you would be experiencing it the same way that it's getting represented. Mm. And you wouldn't be making friends. You'd look like an ego maniacal narcissist yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. with just like problems. Like that's how it would come across. I, the 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 quick sort of knee jerk reaction to blame the media is getting so tired. I wish I could do that. You know, I'm late to work, and you say, "Nick, what the fuck, man? You're really not a hard worker anymore." And I'm like, "Dude, that's just a media narrative. Don't believe what you read." Yeah, I wish I could blame the media on yeah. everything, all of my shortcomings. Um, and they're like, "Don't like, don't listen to the media." Um, like when players are about to get traded, and they're like, "Don't listen to the media." I love this city, and they get traded. And it's like, well, you weren't loved back, right? <laughs> Which was our whole point. Yeah, you must yeah. have done something wrong. Yeah, like Kyrie, who you know, he'd maintain that he had a great relationship with X, Y, Z teammates and teams, and then three months later, he's gone. Yes, yeah, so and, and he's don't like, listen don't, to don't, you. Listen to, don't listen to the media. It's like I'm not. I, it's just playing out exactly as it should based on your actions. Yeah, I mean, what am I missing? And don't listen to the media, says the guy who, we shouldn't have been listening to you feeding us these lies that whole time. Yeah. It's just like, dude, come on. Yeah. Um, also, this is the same media that you leak shit to all the time. Like the players all do it and their agents more specifically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the media is a tool that the players use, the agents use. Mm. It's not just. And then someone uses it in the exact same way that their camp use it when it's convenient for them. And then as soon as it's on the reverse. It's like they spit the dummy. And that's when Kyrie will tweet out, like, he'll just tweet the media and tweet, like, the 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 strings, the puppet strings. And it's like, dude, you use the media too. What, what do you mean? Yeah, you... And there are other times when neither side's using the media. They've just... The reporters heard, you know, Shams or Woj, they've just heard something and they reported the news. I'm sorry that the news was inconvenient for you. I, I remember when um, Kyrie requested that trade from the Cavs yeah. and blindsided the whole organization and didn't speak to LeBron. And just like, just acted like a child, basically, not a professional. And then first thing he did was go on to first take, or he went on with Stephen A and did this like back and forth, you know, yeah. that, you know, yeah. I was like, dude, don't you hate these guys? Or, but then you're using them now to like, what, control the narrative, damage control, because you've done something sort of objectively strange. You know, yeah. it's it's so weird. And then they'll turn around and <laughs> throw, the, throw their toys out of the cot. 
<laughs> oh god, yeah, it's painful. Um, some other ones on our list. You mentioned before um, Jimmy saying, I'll hold the next one, as in the championship trophy, not the Eastern Conference Finals one. Technically a cold take, but also I feel a bit bad even bringing it up because Jimmy performed, well, maybe not in not in the very final game, and he did have a few shitty games throughout. But the Heat overperformed to get where they got. So that one's a bit they overperformed. brutal to mention, isn't it? They overperformed, but then if that's your moment, don't you seize it? Like, I understand even going down in six, you know, I would, like, if you get two, you know, congratulations, I'll shake your hand. But that Butler meltdown was just inexcusable. To not be locked in in the final minute, I thought, was a little bit embarrassing. That turnover in particular that he had, the brain snap, I'm like, come on, dude. Like, you've come this far to, you know, let it all sort of come unstuck now. Not good enough. I suppose that's fair. I still feel like he he came so far, but I, I hear what you're saying. Where it's like, well, we don't ex- we don't let other players off for making similar, like, you know, I I guess you know it's hard when someone's an underdog. You don't want to like roast them, but I'm just trying to be fair here. What he did, he 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 played like shit. I'm conflicted because it's that it's also that mentality that killer instinct were going to win the whole damn thing mentality that they don't even get close to what they achieved without that I'll hold the next one mm. mentality. Yeah, I get it. But when there's hundreds of cameras on you, um, social true. media and all the rest of it, you unfortunately end up in the cold takes list. Yes. Yeah. But had he not had that mentality, I don't think they're even getting close. Mm. And the whole organization was like, we can actually do this. Mm. And absolutely no one thought. They'd even get close. Hmm, they could have got bounced in the play-in. Um, this was a really bad one. Embiid, they lose again an annual tradition in Philadelphia. They lose in really bad fashion in hmm. the playoffs, get bounced. And that whole thing of like me, everyone on the team plays well except for Embiid and Harden. And then Embiid after the game says, you know, me and James can't do everything. We need some goddamn help. Like words to that effect. Hmm. Like, are you... I'm yeah, so that I'm was sick a- of Embiid. You, everyone knows where I stand on Embiid, and I've been proven right time and time and time again. And I'm going to Don't get you just love it. I'm going to get proven right next season and the season after. F- Philly reached their ceiling. They needed to make a move last year, I, and you know it seemed absurd when I said it at the time. Now it's less absurd, but I did say 12 months ago, or more than 12 months ago. Uh, the, the value for Embiid and Harden are at the highest that's ever going to be now, and they're never going to get. Fu- they're not getting further than the second round next season. So you may as well make some huge trade and like rebuild around Maxi or something. Who, when the offense is flowing through him, uh, Philly look incredible and they win games. Uh, I would have loved to see something like that, and then Embiid and Harden can go form a super team with. Like, I, I think we'd be. Pro- proposed a Memphis trade at the time um Philly can rebuild with young pieces and Memphis can go have some big three with Moran and Bede and um God uh and and Harden and and some other pieces and that would have been you know probably a better outcome for Memphis too uh you know in all honesty but you know here we are and I we, we're gonna probably get straight back on this train again this season and I just can't I can't listen or watch it anymore 
Yeah. I'm so sick of it. Just the fact that he robbed Nicola of his MVP this season, just like, I guess he just learned the hard way that you can't sort of manipulate the media and win a championship too. That's only, only gets you the MVP, buddy. Yeah. Only gets you so far. Um, Oh God. Yeah. Like it was just all time bad, but I almost wonder, you know how he, like you said, Embiid straight up fraud, regular season fraud, Big um, time. makes me think if they wanted to get the value, maybe the value could get a little bit high. If they can fool everyone mm. and playing well in the regular season, as they like to do, mm. then maybe their trade value is even high, like is, is higher than it is fresh off the, the latest meltdown in the playoffs. Yeah. But I agree that like, where the hell are you going with this team? Yeah. <laughs> it's really depressing. We've got yeah. a couple of Philly fans in the office and um, it's it's really just, I, I feel the, the pain. It's bad. Mm, maybe. Deserved. <laughs> you don't care at all. <laughs> if you're going to be a Philly fan, you know, how, how much longer are we on this process nonsense? Oh, yeah. A decade? <laughs> God. Um Giannis, who one of the most likable guys in sports. Um, but you know I would normally give Giannis the benefit of the doubt. Say say he said something that was a bit of a line ball, I'd be like, Yeah, but he's Giannis, I love that guy, who cares? Yeah. But the thing about there's no such thing as failure in sports was really weird to me. Weird cop out. And it went viral. Everyone loved it. They ate it up. I don't get that. I, I don't know. I didn't oh, get God, it either. SB Nation, I think it was, had a, uh, the headline for this was Giannis had the perfect take and everyone was like there, they ate it up because they're like, there's more to life than sports. And it's like, yeah, that's true, but you're getting paid $50 million to do this activity. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you understand? And you, you just, this is why we're all here. This is why I'm watching you. Yeah. Don't you get that? You So that, by you saying there's no such thing as, uh, you know, sort of su- failure, I guess that means there's no such thing as success either. And also, we, it kind of suggests- Why do we pay you so much? Yeah. Why does the city get behind you? Why, why does any of this matter if there's more to life? It, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 that's what I was going to say. It sort of suggests, if there's no such thing as failure, it sort of suggests that this doesn't matter, really. Like, none of this really matters. It, oh, it means everything when you win. Oh, like, you know, I'm, I've got the championship trophy and I'm crying in tears. Mm. But when I lose, oh, I never really cared about this. We've we talked about this before, but a bit like KD, yeah. you know, legacies are everything when things are going great. But oh, everyone hates me. Oh, I've never cared about legacies. Like, come on, Giannis, that was just weak, and I, it was also weak that everyone ate it up, saying, you know what, you're right, there is more to life. That's kind of beside the point. There, because two things can be true. I think I said that earlier in this episode as well. The good old two things can be true rule. Of, there can be more to life, but that doesn't mean that this doesn't matter. Mm. Mm. They are both true. This, this still means everything to everyone who's involved and all the fans. Yeah. And it's it's just one of those situations where, um, you know, you have to look at the failure relative to the ceiling or the potential. Like you are the, you know, first, first seed, number one seed, number two seed, whatever, doesn't matter. You're supposed to be... Uh, one of the best teams in the NBA. And it have been for years. You won the title two years ago. Exactly. Uh, and to end up in a situation where you lose in five to a team that was, I mean, 
it, I guess it stings a little less when you ultimately lose to a team that makes the NBA finals, but we're still talking about an eight-seeded team here. You know, yeah. we're, we're talking about a bunch of undrafted players and Jimmy Butler running around. And in five games. That's what is no insane. At least with the Boston, they clawed back, you know, and, and took it to seven. You know, that that's it's kind of respectable given the circumstances. But that was a failure. It was a failure for the organization, for the players, and for the fans. Simple as that. To suggest otherwise, it, you know, it brings into question what the hell all of this is for. Yeah. It minimizes what goes into this process. It's insulting to the fans because they they care about it so much, the diehards, that for the player that you want him to say, we screwed up, I'm sorry to the city, um, we'll be better. And you're like, okay, this was devastating, but he owned up to it and we can move on. But if he then kind of says without, not in so many words, but says this doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I was like the most nervous I've ever been in my life. I didn't sleep last night. This means everything to me. I've never seen it. Well, doesn't perfectly apply to this. I was going to say I've never seen a championship in 50 years. Um, they won one two years ago. But you know what I'm saying? How much it means to the fans. Come on. Yeah. Just it was objectively a, a failure. And then. It was a cop. Yeah. Giannis biting the reporter's head off who asked a very fair question. Yeah. Anyway. I, it, it, that, he passed up the opportunity to, opportunity to own it. Uh and that, to me, makes that a cold take. That, that makes the coffee table book for me. <laughs> now, do we want to just touch before we go on maybe one or two older ones? I don't know if you've got any favorite old takes. Um, I, I've got one in mind, but... Well, the one that always springs to mind for me is the Pat Beverly saying to Stephen Curry, the next five years are mine, and then promptly being bounced around having some of the worst seasons imaginable. No one wants him. Celebrating play, play-in or playoff, you know, um, making the playoffs from the plans. And meanwhile, since then, Curry's won another title and finals MVP. Yeah. That's got to be up there. Cemented himself as the greatest shooter of all time. Pat Bev cemented himself as one of the greatest meme artists of all time with the playing celebration that you mentioned. The camera. The camera. The camera. Mm. That that's honestly that goes down as his greatest achievements. Yeah, um, that was really really bad. Going back further, you may recall, and this is not just one person, but a bunch of prominent media guys that will sort of have to share the blame here. The um, the takes on Luca, mm. and I haven't always had perfect takes, as you like to remind me, but I can at least comfortably talk about this one and say I was not in this anti-Luca camp. It always came back to like the classic, have we not learnt yet Mm. about the the saying that the European guy is going to be slow, not athletic, Mm. you know. So Colin Coward, um, Chris Broussard, Nick Wright, Mm. real like uh, Mount Rushmore of- Losers. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to go that hard, but I was going to just say hot take artists Mm. who are looking for reaction. Mm. They don't care what the fuck they say. Um, Kendrick Perkins has really taken the baton and run with it since, but, um, these guys, and they were, um, they were all sort of saying, they kept coming back to the athleticism, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, Stephen A says, I don't give a damn about that kid in Europe. You know, the Suns have got to take DeAndre Ayton. He's big time. He's box office. He's, he's huge. He's athletic. 
I just couldn't believe. And some of them, um, Nick Wright definitely openly admitted, uh, I think it was him, that um, it was either him or Broussard, but I think it was Nick Wright admitted straight up, I've I've only barely seen this guy play. Like I've only seen a few highlights and stuff. So firstly, not even watching a guy who's going to be a top three pick is inexcusable when you're Mm. on national television, you paid really good money to be on there. That's crazy, number one. Number two is just not having zero respect for the EuroLeague. This guy who's done what he's done, been the one EuroLeague, been the MVP of it, also dominated EuroBasket and not having the respect for doing that at 17 years old. Winning a title too, didn't he? Won a title. Yeah, yeah, won it all and the MVP of the whole damn thing. And it's like, it's fucking hard. Those defenses are so physical. Like yeah. Luca has said himself, oh, come to the NBA. It's easy. Yeah, <laughs> they can't, they're not even allowed to touch you. And over there, the fans just about are allowed to touch you. They're throwing coins and, and they, they, they piss in um, bottles and throw them at you. There are some crazy stories from Europe. Those Europeans are insane. They've had to call games off because of what goes on in the stands. Yeah. Um, they had um, Luca played against OKC when he was 16. Yeah. There's those videos of him and uh, going up against Russ. Yeah. So he was. So much better prepared than any kid who's played college. It doesn't make yeah. sense to say DeAndre Ayton's dominated against 19, 20-year-olds, mm. and we've got more respect for that than Luca kicking the shit out of grown men yeah. in, who are pros. They're older and they're pros. They are bet like most of these um, college players, even in Div 1, most of them won't even get... They're not playing for top-tier European teams Um you know, like the Barcelona, Real Madrid's. Luca's doing this for Real Madrid. I've ranted long enough. I think you take my point. I get your point, and I and I like. I'm not sure about you. I think you were high on Luca at the time. I definitely was. I just I, respected what he'd re- done. Yeah, I've gone on the record, and m- multiple people can vouch for this. I thought that he was going to finish his career top five all time. I said that before he'd even played one game in the NBA. That's mm-hmm. how good I thought he was. Now he may not reach those sorts of heights. But in terms of a talent, one of the greatest we've ever seen in the NBA, for sure, from what he's been able to do in his first couple of seasons. Like, uh, you know, it's, and I only got that impression based on watching just a handful of games of his. Yeah. So I can only imagine what little research or highlight watching was done by some of those guys. I really just get the impression that even if these guys sat down and watched it, they've just got in their heads that the NBA is the be-all and end-all and Europe is some shithole of a basketball uh, wasteland as opposed to if you're doing that at that age against those players, against tougher defenses than you'll ever face in the NBA. Mm. um, Yeah, just really, really Mm. inexcusably bad. Yeah. Um, Maybe just one to finish on, but I just fucking love was the Max Kellerman, I want Iguodala. Like, (laughs) it just... The way he leads into it as well. Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguodala. Yeah, I think um, Max was probably remembering that one Iguodala game winner against OKC with like three seconds left. Yeah. Jordan chucked that up. (laughs) (laughs) That was... um, I, I think he's just had that stuck in his head forever or something. But yeah, no, that was, that's definitely um, in the Hall of Fame of, of cold takes. Yeah.
Maybe we'll leave it there. Mm. That's plenty of cold take material, but we want to hear what everyone else has got. No yeah. Doubt. Those fuckers in the comments, they're going to bring up the ones that are out Other things that we've said. That we've said or that's gone out on the page. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be doing some of these. Yeah. You're going to go... If you do this, just just to let the people know that are listening, Alex will... He's got a company to run, but he doesn't care. He will prioritize going onto your personal page and finding your own cold takes. That's just who he is. Yeah. You love digging up other people's dirt more than anything. Big time. I'll scroll back to 2008. Don't you worry. Yeah. So we've all got that to look forward to. We'll see you guys next week. Catch you then.